five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the WDMA. We're going to be talking about mail, of course, today, and some other things, CMO and stuff. So here we go. Let's get over to the news. And here's uh, Tom Fishburn. Good luck living up with everyone's expectations for the CMO, which is the chief marketing officer usually we've got some other cartoons he's, we're going to touch on so the ceo has their office the cfo has their office the cmo has a revolving door okay and uh is it the expectations that's my question for today is it and i'm open to your thoughts what are the issues here in some organiz some in some organizations just the expectation of cmos are just so out of whack with the reality of what a CMO can really deliver on timelines with the resources and the headwinds that they have. Mm -mm 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 -mm. I think some organizations, in, uh, you're just being set up for a fall, right? Let's see, I guess I don't think that. But I have a different, I have a different approach and a different philosophy. And one of the emerging solutions is the fractional CMO. If you don't think they're going to be around for a long time anyway, well, then don't give them benefits and pension and stock, stock options or give them buy-sell agreements or something like that. Um, so let's dig into this. Gartner analyst Chris Ross shared his, this perspective in the wake of Spencer Stewart's annual research on the tenure of chief marketing officers. Uh, Spencer has been tracking the CMO for 19 years and recently found that the average CMO temp tenure fell to the lowest level in more than a decade. Okay, the CMO working at the top 100 U.S. advertisers, so that would be like the ANA, had been in the role for just 39 months, 3.3 years, half the average tenure of CFOs, no, CEOs. Lack of clarity in the CMO role has always been a challenge, particularly relative to other seats at the C-suite table. Some still view marketing as merely the coloring in department. And I, I believe that deeply in my soul. You know, that most, the most boards of directors, we're not gonna mess around with what the CEO feels. It's the board of directors, you know, they, they're, all, they're all men or women of means and influence. And most of them didn't get where they are by marketing, not marketing per se. You know, you think about Elon Musk, we're going to talk about him in a second. Um, and, you know, he makes bold moves, right? Or Jeff Bezos, bold moves. And uh, Steve Jobs, bold moves, right? Uh, even even Bill Gates, you know, it wasn't primarily marketing. You know, he made some moves with IBM that got him where he got, and then he expanded on it from there. And uh, you think about Larry, uh, I can't remember Larry's last name at Oracle. Or you think about, just think about anybody. Think about anybody who's built a big company. It's not usually tweaking the marketing tactics. Not really, no. Okay, so uh, lack of CMO, of clarity in the CMO role has always been a challenge, 
particularly relative to the other seats. Yeah, we said that already. The coloring in department. Yeah, let's go down here. Marketing, marketing might be so. Either marketing is undervalued. Let's say call we're calling them the coloring department, or they're they're responsible for everything throughout the customer experience. Now, my experience, briefly in senior management, was that I wanted to be in charge of some some of those customer touching areas. And so I was in charge of not only the creative department, but also the telecenter, inbound and outbound, but also customer service, which was housed in the same place. I felt like customer service might be the most important customer-facing exposure for our company. I know that's not no normally true, but it, you know this was a B2B catalog, and I think that it was important. Um, so they may be tasked with everything that touches the customer uh, experience. And that was kind of how we set it up. Uh, this can lead to the common curse of the CMOs, accountability without authority. Okay, well, you know, you have authority over those departments. In today's environment, there's the added challenge that the modern marketing, that modern marketing requires expertise in both brand building and performance marketing. I think there's something true about that. I think that's true. You better know something about it. I've heard this described recently as full stack marketer, and I think that's also a pretty good thing to look for. I think that's a better description than specifying everything from, you know, Adobe Acrobat or uh, Adobe uh, Photoshop expertise all the way across the board to all these other things that are potentially there. So I am, uh, I'm not disagreeing with that. Greg Welch, as Greg Welch at Spencer Stewart, Spencer Stewart must be a company, not a person. Winning today is really, really hard. Bubba Watson says the same thing about winning on the PGA Tour. Anyway, so here's the CMO of the month. You've had days to deliver results. Maybe it's time for a change. And I have seen... I've seen dramatic results happen in a month or in a couple months. I've seen companies go from 25 annualized to 50 million annualized in six months. I've been a part of it or bigger than that. Anyway, but it takes a big idea. A chief something officer. Okay, chief marketing crossed out brand, digital, commercial experience, chief experience officer. Yeah, I've heard of that. Chief purpose officer. Yeah, I've heard of that. Chief Revenue, Chief Growth Officer. That title didn't work either. Any other ideas for a word that magically will fix this role? How about fractional? And if you check out my LinkedIn profile today, you'll see fractional as a possible uh, solution to your problems. You know, I don't expect to be there forever. I can be tasked with... with uh, and here's my perspective, right? You can have a seat at the table as soon as you can back up your marketing ideas with data, right? And I think that's fair. I think that most marketers don't really grasp that, don't really grasp the accountability level that a CFO has, right, or a CEO has. They're accountable right there on the numbers, right on the P&L and balance sheet, right? You know where marketing sits on a balance sheet, or a P&L rather? 
it's it's right at the top of the expenses it's an expense it doesn't even get down to the revenue sales might get down to the revenue CFO might be tasked with revenue but there's no direct link between the top of the P&L of the expenses and the bottom of the P&L which is profitability of course there is but it's not shown in on the piece of paper and uh, most as I said most marketing people execute the vision of the CEO right with oversight from the CFO who ultimately holds the purse strings so if you're going to get control if you're going to get if you're going to get authority then you better have your ideas backed up with marketing data and what I see in especially in the big companies is I see a uh, a penchant for testing no for measurement without testing they don't isolate key variables and so you know I love it when the CFO comes in and says well that's you know good results but is that a valid test and it's not most of the time 99% of the time I'd say almost even in catalog companies you know or in catalog companies the CFO says well you know when you test one one panel wins and the other panel loses and that erodes margin why don't you just do the do the winning panel well that's how would we know that's why we test we have a hypothesis we have an observation we'll share it with you you can help with the design if you want that's how I do it win by surrender okay the World Wildlife Federation makes a preservation point with a nod to Twitter's bird extinction I think this is funny this turns out it was a post on LinkedIn so I don't know if it counts as even an ad uh, I did find the post but it was in German so again <laughs> doesn't help for the show I was gonna feature it as the number one spot but then I remembered that I had Fishburne today okay so here's Twitter evolving through time and uh, which is a nod to evolution and then it goes to extinct I mean that is pretty clever I gotta give it that that is pretty clever I really like that and I do kind of like the way the detail you know they removed the feet right then they put a little wing but that it's more like hands and they make it an eye and they got more detail back again and then they make it a silhouette of that and then they stylize it a little more tip the head up for a little more a little more hopeful look <laughs> anyway I think just think it's funny and so the translation is the whole world mourns the loss of the Twitter bird not me I don't really care to be honest I hope that Twitter becomes what Musk envisions it which is you know right now it's become a streaming platform I may even get verified or whatever by the by the check for eight dollars a month uh, I used to post all my all my uh, shows up on Twitter um, and I have 4,000 or something followers but I don't see a lot of engagement on other friends that have more followers so I'm not sure how to get traction over on Twitter uh, I think my posts do get a little I think there is a little you know Bing that gets over there every day that says watch my show but it doesn't really show what the show is so I'll try posting some stuff over there today we're in the midst of the greatest extinction of species since the end of the dinosaur era yes well that that may be you know but if you're an evolutionist don't you think that it'll just rebuild itself I mean if it could rebuild itself from non-living material then it can certainly rebuild itself from whatever's left cockroaches or something and since there's no real basis for morality tied to evolution why do you care 
evolution is evolution. It's chance. Someday there'll be more people of some sort. Some something will be something will make it. That's kind of the way it works. But if you care about the Twitter bird and you care about plants and animals and the beauty of the creation, I would say, then I think we are stewards. I think we and I would rather see us protect wildlife in insane ways than uh, I would see us fight CO2, which is a uh, beneficial gas for all of life, but especially for plants. Okay, here's an interesting news item from Lori Sullivan. Google Merchant uh, tags AI-generated reviews as spam. Now, it's a little more complicated than that, okay? But, I mean, if you're just generating fake reviews, then they are spam. But uh, Google says we won't allow reviews that are primarily generated by an automated program or artificial intelligence application. If you have identified such content, it should be marked as spam in your feed using the spam attribute. Google, but Google generally has accepted when people use GAI, which I'm assuming is the Google version now of OpenAI or something. Um, when, but you know what it does and it would should probably do a good job of this it does summaries of reviews if you if you somehow can tell it just look at these and summarize them and it will tell it will create a little post about what shoppers generally liked and disliked might you might not like it <laughs> so the summary is ai generated and it seems as though that is allowed um but but then uh karen baruch says, when it comes to posting on LinkedIn, we've heard that you generally know what you want to say, but going from a great idea to a full-fledged post can be challenging and time-consuming. If that's true, I think you shouldn't post. I think you should give up. You know, anybody who wants to post on LinkedIn and doesn't isn't articulate enough to be able to say two sentences, I think that's uh, a sad commentary. You know, I... Uh, uh, my niece is a professor uh, out at Gonzaga, and uh, she teaches philosophy. And she said, you know, it's been a problem uh, because the students are using a a AI to generate their papers. Uh, and I said, is it a problem that the papers are so are so good, or is it a problem that the 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 the, the human written papers were so awful coming into this point? She said it's really the first, not the second. I said, yeah. And she said that makes it hard to identify. Okay, testing corner, the power of direct mail generated name. And I didn't know what this was about because I'm thinking generated, AI generated, you know, and I'm thinking is X and a, a, is, is X an internet generated name? So here it, it goes. We recently did a test for a client that verifies what direct mark what direct mailers already knew. Don't use online generated names for a direct mail campaign. I'm thinking, you know, like the name of the company, X, is that is that online generated? You know, if you do split testing, uh, A-B testing on a headline, is that AI or is that uh, online generated? And how do you generate names in a, you know, we used to use call for Sally, ask for Sally or something as a tracking code if we had a telecenter, you know. But I figured it out after after a few minutes of pondering. Yeah, instead use 
direct mail generated names. It was in this A-B test, the generated the direct mail generated names produced 66 higher response percent response than the online generated names. Okay, so I don't know. Let's see. Back about whoo-hoo, yeah, this is about 10 years ago. Uh, one of my catalog clients asked me to review their um, their their internet hotshots who had an affiliate program going, and um, so one of the things we did was we compared the names generated in the last year uh, by their affiliate program where they encouraged the affiliates to to offer 20% discount and they also had to pay the affiliates a 20% discount so they had already expensed 20% or 40% of the of the uh, of the sales you know or you could say you know eroded the margin and they didn't understand that at all but they said that they had they had generated a million names and it only cost them a million or a million dollars and it only cost them a million dollars so they had broke even I said, what about the little stuff we have to ship them in the boxes? Well, I got the deer in the headlights look. And this is, again, one of the problems with one of the problems with marketing is that there is very little accounting. Uh, there's there's just no accounting knowledge at all, right? They're not familiar with these terms. Gross margin, <laughs> sales, margin, profit, none of that. Okay. But we, we, you know, all that aside, I said, well, you know, how valuable are these names? Well, what do you mean? So anyway, we took the names that had been generated from this program over the course of the last 12 months, and we looked at how they'd done in the first quarter of the, of the calendar year. And then we compared it with the year before they started. And it's not head-to-head. -head, it's not perfect. But, you know, some of them were still around. So the new-to-file names from the year before plus the year-to-file names from the most recent year uh, and how did each of them do in the in the three months or six months after they were acquired? And it turned out that the direct mail acquired names were worth mm, about four times more money, more more downstream sales than the uh, affiliate marketing acquired names. And uh, in this test, in the A/B test, the direct mail generated names produced 66% higher responses we saw that again also I've had several clients that tiptoed into uh, Amazon and what we found was that the Amazon names especially if there was a seasonality component you know like if it was if they went on Amazon with some specials for for their Christmas season normally they would remail the Christmas buyers um, who were generated by the catalog but when they were generated by Amazon it it wasn't worth it they were worse than five-year-old names or worse they were just really really bad so we we even though they were 12-month hotline even though they were quarterly hotline we we advised them not to mail them and that made them a lot of money right away you can make money right away easy wins who don't make who shouldn't you mail so that's enough for today have a great day like and share like and repost i'm getting more reposts and i'm getting more uh whatever uh, a linkedin um Whatever that view is, you know, great. Thanks. Bye-bye.